but I didn't actually see any dogs like we in the pool and also there were no floaters that was the other thing I was like a bit concerned about I was like what if a dog poos in the water (laughs) deep into the fashion world everyone kind of knew each other and I was there like hi I'm the horse girl but Hello everybody and welcome back to my podcast Esme's Country Life. Before we begin I just want to say a huge thank you to the sponsor of the podcast Redpost. Redpost is an equestrian and country store based in the UK but they also ship all over the world. Also now it's coming into autumn we're starting to think about you know darker times. That sounds a bit bad. Not darker times like that but it's getting darker over here in the UK a little bit earlier you know. The horses are going to be in a little bit more in their stables due to poor weather. We actually had a really big storm the other day as well so it's it's that time of year where you need to start to think about all of the rugs that your horses need maybe getting them some stable toys to keep them occupied especially if you have a horse hopefully um, you don't like joey who was on box rest the whole of last winter so if you want to check out any of those bits and bobs be sure to head to redpostequestrian.co.uk also winter jackets that is an essential the one thing to keep you happy and warm during the winter is having a good winter jacket because we ha- I actually have friends in Iceland and they always say their kind of thing is it's never the weather that's too bad it's the clothing that you're wearing isn't good enough for the weather so there we go also winter wellies make sure you- your wellies don't have any holes in because if not you might need to get a new pair <laughs> I've made that mistake once before you know when you just like kind of step into a puddle and you're just like oh my goodness my sock and my foot is sodden through. All right, so I feel like the past week has been a bit of a, I don't really know how to describe it, like an all over the place week. Like I've done lots of very like different things. So I thought I would first talk to you all about my mum's birthday. So it was her birthday the other day and um, my brother and my brother's girlfriend are both uni students. So they had the day off. I obviously took the day off. My boyfriend, unfortunately, was working. And then also my grandparents came and obviously my dad was there as well. And um, we went to, I don't really know what to call it, like a, it's kind of like a country fair slash wood fair slash kind of festival harvest kind of thing um, in some woodland and it was actually at a place where me and my brother as kids would go like all the time like if my parents didn't know what to do on like a a Saturday or like a Sunday or something like that we would just go to this place Um, and it was very nostalgic because last time I went was about 10 years ago I think it was exactly 10 years ago and so 10 years ago I would have been in year eight at school and I would have been 12 so um that's how long ago it was um so me and my brother we and my mum actually my mum really enjoyed it we kind of had this like weird nostalgia day so um for example at this fair they had like a they have like a little steam train and my brother actually and me I really enjoy going on the train but my brother like his Max his favorite thing as a kid was trains so um we actually went on the train again and it's one of those things where when you're a kid everything seems so much bigger than it actually is so I remember going on the train and being like oh my gosh the train is so much smaller than I remember it being and also it was a lot slower like the speed of this train I probably could easily jog faster than it um 
also there was one point like uh, you know the guys always like keep your arms and legs inside the carriages at all times there was one point where my leg just kind of like <laughs> stuck out a little bit and I got told off and my mom was like you would always get told off on the train so there we go um the track was a little bit longer than before so they have extended it so that was quite cool um and we walked around like the woods and things there used to be loads of little like I, don't, I was gonna say houses they're kind of like like mud hut kind of things and they'd all gone so like part of it was really cute and I had so much fun and like it just reminded me of my childhood but also part of it was kind of sad like there were just some things that weren't there or some things that had changed or some things that maybe looked a little bit tired more tired and maybe I think like like less kids go there kind of like as like a family day out so that was a little bit more sad but um it was also very cute like there were loads of little shops and um my favorite bit was all the kind of like food stalls there so they had like a fire engine that cooked pizza that was quite cool um they had um the thing my mum was most excited to to see was the dog and duck show um so basically they there were these like collies or like sheep dogs and for health and safety apparently they couldn't get them herding sheep so they were herding runner ducks instead um apparently they are like you know they normally do ducks anyway so um the ducks are used to it and the dogs are used to it and are well trained and that kind of thing and me and my mum were like oh my goodness we need to get some runner ducks they are the cutest thing there's also this um there's this um account I see online and she has loads of runner ducks and keeps them in her garden and I'm like that's the dream that is so cute um so you never know um one day I would love to get some uh what other things did we see at the at the fair that was kind of it really we just had like a good old mooch bat oh they had some goats and sheep there that was really cute so that was like a proper good old you know country day out um so that was really lovely and then after that or like the day after um I had a very very different day and that was in London in the city so I was very kindly invited by Stella McCartley and Netta Porte to be invited to um like a little cocktail evening kind of thing so um that was awesome I actually got to go to the Stella McCartney offices for the first time which was very groovy they have like a little like in the reception if like they have like a old kind of like car but like it's been chopped in half so you can just kind of see the roof and all the floors concrete so it looks like the car's kind of melted into the concrete which is quite cool um, and then we went up in the lift and basically there was like a little room where they had like lots of clothes and they were getting ready um, for Paris Fashion Week so it was a little bit hectic but in a cool way and um, I got to try on different outfits um, I ended up wearing this you probably have seen it on my socials but it's like a knit top and skirt co-ord um the skirt has little slits going up the side um with i was gonna say orange horses i know they're like chestnut horses but they were more of a vibrant orange um so that was really cool they actually had lampshades at the kind of event slash show in the same like pattern as me so you know i was coordinated with the lampshades (laughs) um but yeah so after you know trying on the outfit we um actually me and my boyfriend uh, my boyfriend very kindly came with me as my plus one and um when we were trying to get to the offices we actually ended up getting a little bit lost um because it's quite near where Westfields is which is like the big big shopping center in London and I've never been actually I don't know if he's ever been there but I've definitely never been there before it's somewhere I've actually always wanted to go um because it does look pretty cool but I'd say like 
if I was going to go like to a big big shopping center blue water would probably be a nearer one for us um but anyway so I had a little walk around there and we we got very lost we got confused between the M&S and the Waitrose and the John Lewis they all like were kind of like the same direction and we're like have we been in the shop before we're like no that's different anyway we managed to escape Westfields in the end and get to um the offices in time just about um but yeah, then we went to the evening, which was very cool. They had, um, we actually arrived there at like quite a good time. I thought, oh my gosh, we're like here, like on the on the dot. We're going to be like so early. But actually, there were a few people in there already, which did mean that it wasn't like too busy, that we managed to get lots of good photo opportunities. And then um, started chatting to a few people, but it was very much like, I feel like everyone was definitely like deep into the fashion world. Everyone kind of knew each other. And I was there like, Hi. I'm the horse girl, but no, I got chatting to quite a few nice people. It was really cute. They also had a little bit of a show on as well, which was cool. So they had um, all of these actors, obviously dressed head to toe in Stella. And um, it was kind of like a bit of a mystery, which I quite enjoyed, which was cool. And basically the mystery was someone had stolen the um, projection that we were going to watch of, um, you know, the horses doing all the liberty and that kind of thing. Um, and that disappeared. So we had to try and figure out who it was. And we had these like, little bingo cards as well that we had to cross off so yeah it was a very lovely evening so thank you again Stella McCartney and Netaporte for inviting me so yeah that was a little bit a little bit different to a dog and duck show there we go um and then also recently I have been dog swimming again but this time I actually went somewhere different so they um before whenever I've gone like doggy swimming with Ruby my boyfriend's dog we've always been to um this place which is kind of like in an industrial drill estate in one of the units and they just have this like big indoor pool that you can get in with them and that kind of thing and it's it's heated as well I'm pretty sure so because every time I've been I've actually been in the winter so I've never been in the summer so that might have been a better better plan but it is heated so it's fine Um, but anyway the pool that we went to was one of like it wasn't a dog pool it was just like a normal I was a human pool. That sounds weird, but you know what I mean? Um, and basically they did like a, a doggy afternoon where um, everyone can go in the pool with their dogs. I think you did have to be over 16 to get in the pool though with all the dogs. So um, I felt bad when there was this like kid and they were on the side and I could just tell they really wanted to get in the pool. And I was like, I feel so bad for you. But we had honestly so much fun I think we were a little bit not worried but at first when we found out okay there's going to be like a lot of other dogs like you do have to be careful sometimes like obviously not every dog is going to be as well behaved as yours or as friendly as yours and that kind of thing um so that's like one thing like I'm always like with like dog parks and things just like a little bit on edge do you know what I mean um but anyway the dog pool was fine because all the doggies were just swimming around you know they were every dog was kind of like more focused on their human when we were in the water um also the amount of dogs that had tennis balls there it was so funny and I felt so bad because Ruby didn't understand that all the toys that were in the water weren't her toys so there were a few times where I could see like she'd locked on to somebody else's toy and was going for it and then there was another dog coming from another direction trying to get this toy and I had to like speed swim trying to get this toy before Ruby did and I and there was a few times where she got someone else's toy and I had to be like Ruby drop it and I had to be like I'm very sorry that my dog's stolen your toy um I had to throw it back for the other dog um also yeah as I said before there were lots of tennis balls and I think by the end of it everyone had swapped tennis balls at some stage like it was it was a big old tennis ball swap around but um so yeah that probably wasn't the most hygienic the other thing that I was thinking is that I didn't actually see any dogs like we in the pool 
Um, that is another thing because I feel like dogs more when they wee, like obviously the boy ones, you know, sometimes cock their leg up or they kind of like squat. So, and also there were no floaters. That was the other thing I was like a bit concerned about. I was like, what if a dog poos in the water? <laughs> there was actually a few dogs that pooed like on the side of the pool and one of the ladies that was working there was like kind of like washing it away um, kind of thing. But um, yeah, luckily I didn't see any poos floating about. So that was all good. Um feel like pooing in water isn't really something that a dog would do because they have to kind of like proper squat don't they and I guess maybe if they were on like the steps I guess they would they would be able to touch the ground but it was the sort of pool where dogs definitely couldn't touch the ground um horses on the other hand the water jumps at cross-country courses that horses go in I would like I've, I've fallen in water before and it is it is pretty nasty like every time I go in a water jump with actually all of my horses I think it's like a thing like when horses get into water they just want to poo like Casper would I remember at pony club camp he would always be the one that would poo in water and my poor dad especially when I was like maybe doing like junior camp when I was a bit younger he would always be the dad that would very kindly like lead all the horses or lead Casper into the water because Casper is weird with water like I was telling my friend on our hack that we had the other day he doesn't like to get his hooves wet like at all but once his hooves are wet he's fine like with puddles he's like girl there's no point in me going like it could be a massive puddle and he'll still either like go around it or jump over it he's like I'm not getting my hooves wet but when we do cross country he takes like a minute or maybe a little bit less than that depending on how often I've done cross country with him back in the day he was pretty good um nowadays he's like I'm too old for this I'm not getting in the water so he takes like a minute of being like "Mm, no I don't want to and I'm like come on Caspi I know you know you actually have some fun in there and then when he actually gets his toes in or his hooves in he's like ah okay this is actually quite fun and we'll just like zoom around and canter through but I think it's the initial stage of getting his hooves wet he's like nah nah mate not for me um so anyway uh yeah what was I even talking about oh yeah horse poo in a cross-country course in the water so yeah if if you're wondering if you've ever been to the water at Hickstead Casper's poo's been in there Joey's poo's been been in there so enjoy (laughs) but yeah we had so much fun at the dog pool I think we were and we ended up it was not like a heated pool either but luckily actually it was supposed to be like thunder and lightning that day and we were like oh my gosh if this gets cancelled we're gonna be so sad but luckily it was beautifully sunny when we were at the dog pool and I feel like I'm pretty good at getting in cold water and I was fine it wasn't actually that cold but when you've been swimming in there and you're not really like proper swimming when you're with the dogs are you you're not like doing breaststroke or front crawl or trying to get your laps in like intense gym bro you're very much just kind of like bobbing about with the doggies actually I was probably doing the most swimming because I was trying to get all these toys that Ruby was trying to you know snatch up that weren't hers but um anyway so we were probably in there for like an hour and 20 minutes and around that stage we were like okay like there were barely any dogs left in the pool um oh it was so cute seeing all of them though there was like a little sausage dog with this um old lady and she was just like holding it in her arms like a little baby and they were just like bobbing about and it was so funny oh my gosh the cutest thing there was this um dog I don't know what breed it was I think it was like a mixture of things it was so beautiful it was like a blue merly kind of dog it kind of it it looked 
looked a little bit like a collie, but like it had some other bits in there as well. And oh my gosh, the dog, this dog was so cute. It had a life jacket that had a fin on it, like a shark, and it was a blue one. And oh my gosh, it was adorable. So I feel like if you want to try and get your dog into swimming, I would definitely recommend going to somewhere a little bit smaller, like the one I said in the industrial estate, where you can get in with them. They have all the toys there. They have someone there that is kind of like always watching to make sure that you and your dog are safe um and also they had like life jackets there as well so you can kind of like get them into it and get their confidence up when ruby she's like she's a lab she just loves her swimming she's like let's go for it like even in the deep end she would like proper like dive bomb him and and all that kind of stuff especially if there's a toy like if there's a toy about or a tennis ball she's like yep count me in um But yeah, she was on, oh my gosh, she was so tired on the way home because the place that we went to was quite far out. So like the whole journey home, she was proper snoring. She was, oh, so cute. Also, Ruby is very much more, I would say she's more of like a country dog than a city dog. So she doesn't really like go to towns with lots of people like that often. So, but she was so well behaved, like not that she's not well behaved but you know when dogs can just get a little bit more excited when they see all the smells and all the people and that kind of thing but she was like so tired and so well behaved we went to the marina afterwards where they have like restaurants and things and we sat outside and had some food for our dinner and she was just there like lying asleep like swimming really does tire out your puppies so yeah that was a really cute day would if you ever get the chance to go doggy swimming with your dog and if they like swimming would definitely recommend. And talking about Ruby, we've actually been kind of like looking up, I say looking after her, I I see her most days anyway, but um, my boyfriend's mum and dad have been away and he's been really busy working. So I've basically just adopted Ruby for the last week and also next week as well. And um, I've been really enjoying having her around. She's kind of become like, I was going to say at first she was like an office doggy because she would literally just like, I mean, I didn't really realise until looking after her how much dogs actually sleep. I was like, what do they do during the day when people go to work and they're at home and like, they just sleep. Like this girl, she, has like a little spot on the sofa which you know she's allowed to go and she's very well trained she knows she's allowed to go on the sofa if there's a blanket and if we say like come on ruby ups and she goes up onto it um but anyway she i'll just be like editing and then behind me she'll be like proper snoring in the background um but also i think she's been a bit tired out because she loves being like a yard doggy as well or a stables doggy so whenever i like go up and do the horses in the morning she's zooming around especially as um i actually filmed a video which hopefully will be already up by the time this podcast is up where um I called it like meet Ruby or something like that or meet my boyfriend's dog that kind of thing and um we actually had a very busy day the other day because we had the BBC news crew come over to the yard to film stuff about um it was very kindly organized by um the media team at Penguin who are the publishers of my book The Starlight Stables Gang so that was really cool so I was talking about the book and the channel and um the charities that I work with and that kind of thing so um yeah she we filmed like a little video with her helping me out getting the stables ready and things for the tv crew so um she had a lot of fun also joey has like the stable the stable toy which is one of those like jolly ball kind of things and oh my gosh she absolutely loves it she like holds it by the handle actually sometimes she didn't hold it by the handle i think it's a little bit deflated by how much she's like played with it over time and she would just like grab it in her mouth and her favorite thing is to run and drag it across the ground so oh my gosh there was once I think we were trying to take a thumbnail photo um, which is like the little photo that you click on on a 
YouTube video to be like, yep, that's the one I want to watch. Um, and it was with Mickey and if you, I think it was the maybe like tack cleaning one and I'm proper laughing and that's because when we were taking the photo, I could just see Ruby zoom from one side of the yard to the other with this ball dragging on the ground and it was just like comedy the way she just like suddenly came out and then went out again and oh, that dog cracks me up. Also, something else that she's been doing recently, which is very cute. So she goes to um, like doggy classes on a Tuesday, like dog training and stuff where they do like really cool stuff. Like she can hold a bucket on command and things like that. And they do a lot of like scent training as well. So they do one called Find the Glove, where basically um, at my boyfriend's house, they have this like stinky glove and they just like hide it around the house and they go, um, find the glove, Ruby. And then she'll like go sniffing around trying to find it. And um, sniffing is actually really good for dogs for, like um like enrichment but also like it really tires them out as well so anyway um I have like a little grooming box in the wash bay that often I leave open because it's one of those like kind of like metal you know I mean hard solid grooming boxes I kind of leave it open sometimes because I'm a bit lazy to shut it and anyway Ruby's favorite thing is to grab the glove from in there and come and bring it to me or just like randomly place it somewhere on the yard um she accidentally placed one on the like outskirts of the arena and my dad was actually mowing the grass around there and he actually mowed over one of the gloves but it came out completely fine so that glove must have been like indestructible I think it was a Lemieux one but anyway um then also something she also likes to do which is her new favorite thing is um if my grooming kit is open she will grab brushes from my grooming kit one at a time and go and take them down the corridor to where the arena is and again we kind of leave the arena gate open quite a lot as well so she'll just put them just inside the arena where the gate is it's almost like she's making a little nest out of like toys and things so I was like where are my grooming brushes gone and I go walk down the pathway and there's like a little trail of brushes to the arena I'm like thank you Ruby for letting me know I need to shut my grooming box but it was very very sweet um trying to think of other things um she helped me muck out Duke stable literally by eating a little bit of his poo which um again if you're eating I'm very very sorry this probably isn't the podcast to listen to while you're eating but um unless you're like me and you just don't really care about stuff like that um but yeah so there we go I'm not gonna let her lick my face anymore I mean I try not to anyway but that's just vile um but no oh me and my mum actually we went for a walk the other day with her basically I was meeting up with my friend um who keeps her horse at the stables down the road and um halfway of the hack like we kind of like came to a junction and then went separate ways because she wanted to go one way on the footpath and I was going a different way um but anyway when we were walking down the road I was on Casper by the way and um we think like some person had must have like just thrown out the crust of their sandwich because for ruby she she was one lucky dog there was a crust of a sandwich and then it was also like a little slither of cheese so it must have been a cheese sandwich and my mum didn't realize we were just chatting and she was in her own little world like it's a very like quiet village where there are barely any cars and if there is a car coming you can always hear them anyway she didn't realize that there was this like cheese sandwich crust and ruby was like oh my goodness yes please and like it was gone didn't even touch the sides it was down her scrag in like two seconds um so anyway she had a a great time on that walk and then um 
it just made me think of there's this like sort of like meme slash post thing online of this dog that found a pie in a bush and apparently every time they go for a walk they all the dog always wants to check the bush in case there's another pie and they call it the magic pie bush so maybe this could be the magic cheese sandwich verge so there we go I wonder if she'll go sniffing in that area again to see if there's another cheese sandwich or cheese sandwich crust. Like it really wasn't much. I know dogs shouldn't really have dairy, but I feel like everyone gives their dogs like a little bit of cheese. You know, the cheese tax. Everyone has heard that song online or is that just me? Um, But yeah, and then also, um, as always, there's always something that goes a little bit wrong or that's a little bit embarrassing on my hacks with my friend luckily this time it wasn't me it was actually her horse um we uh, we finished our hack just as like rush hour kind of came about so luckily like we did finish like before I got too busy on the roads and when I say busy on the roads I mean like there were two cars that went past at once like it really isn't that busy um but anyway apparently um, her horse, I didn't really see because her, her horse goes behind Casper, her horse is quite young so Casper's like the brave big boy at the front that's like I will protect you and I know these parts, I've been here for 10 years and that kind of thing and um, anyway so apparently her horse sneezed as we went past these drivers and we were like oh thank you for slowing down and stopping and that kind of thing, apparently this big bit of snot from her horse's nose went splat on the windscreen like right on front of the like driver's face and we were like oh my goodness and apparently she like put her windscreen wipers on and everything and then it was just starting to like smear over the windscreen and we were like oh dear that's a bit embarrassing but you know a horse is a horse if you know they don't have tissues they can't just blow their nose into a tissue can they so there we go I d- actually I can't remember if it was sn- it might have been snot or it might have been slobber either way little bit gross but there we go also on that hack I got pooed on by a bird but didn't realize it until I got home I took my helmet off and it there was just like this big splat of bird poo and I guess bird poo is supposed to be I don't know if it's like I'm not really like a super superstitious person but people always say if you get pooed on by a bird it's lucky but I don't know if that's something that people say to make people feel better (laughs) because they've been pooed on by a bird I don't know let me know I'd find that interesting but yeah that was the um luckily nothing else was really that dramatic on that hack apart from a bit of snot and slobber but there we go so something I get asked a lot is when am I next doing like meet and greets or signings or that kind of thing and actually the next three Saturdays I'm doing like signings and things so next Saturday which I've actually got my little calendar up here is the 30th of September and I'm actually going to Newbury Racecourse with Lemieux where they're doing this really cool kind of like season sales so they have a lot of the stuff from a few winters ago so the colour um, paprika yes paprika all right no that's a really old one sienna oh my gosh that i feel like time has flown by so fast paprika was back in like 2020 sienna that's the one paprika's long gone sorry i don't want people to think i'm a fake lemieux fan now um i uh, it's just been a long podcast there we go um sienna sorry i think it's because i took photos at the same location for that color in the forest and i was getting a little bit mixed up but anyway sorry sienna um fig which i think fig is probably one of my like top 
all-time favorites it's like really dark purple and also the beautiful marine as well which is like a bluey green um so they have a lot of that stuff there as well and other bits and bobs that is discounted and um the money to enter the kind of like sale or the shopping all go um all goes to world horse welfare which is lumia's charity partner which is really cool and there's also a four-legged special guest that's going to be there too and um, I'm going to be opening the kind of event and also I'm going to be doing some meet and greets but all of the meet and greet slots are already booked so if you're coming really excited to see you then the weekend after that I'm pretty sure is Hoy's which is also all booked out we did um that was a little bit last minute trying to get everything 100% confirmed so for everyone waiting to hear what day it is it is the Saturday again that's fully booked now we put tickets online that are free which just means that we know when everyone's coming and everyone has like a time slot as well so people aren't like standing in a queue for three hours like they'll get like a 15 or half an hour minute half an hour minute that doesn't make sense you know what I mean time slot um so hopefully that will be a new better way of organizing meet and greets going forward because um and yeah also just thank you to everyone that booked that like that was literally the tickets for that was sold out within um one day like less than 24 hours so thank you for all the love and support and then the weekend after that on the 14th of october i'm doing a talk at the cheltenham literary festival um so that is very cool where i'm gonna be talking about the book and a bit about the channel and the horses and that kind of thing what it's like being an author and writing the story and the behind the scenes and all that kind of stuff and then hopefully i'm going to be doing a bit of a meet and greet after that so um if you want to come along tickets are still available for that and the more the merrier so hopefully see you there and then um as I'm listing off all the kind of public appearances and things I'm doing I might as well just carry on and tell you what I'm doing for the rest of the year so what else do we have November we have Your Horse Live which is on the Sunday I'm doing meet and greets which is the 12th of November and then what else do we have I'm going back to Homestead Saddlery in um Ireland um both of them the one in um northern ireland and the one in the republic of ireland and that's on the 2nd and the 3rd of december and then the last show of the season which is the london international horse show which i've very kindly been made an ambassador which i'm which is very cool um very honored is on the 15th and the 18th of december which is the friday and the monday i'm going this year because i think they know that the saturday and the sunday is always like pretty much sold out and is always really busy so i'm going on the friday and the monday this year which i'm quite excited for so i'm going up for the day and then coming back having the weekend off and then going up on the monday again so yeah that's that's pretty much all of my meeting greets the rest of the year i feel like from this point onwards like in september when everyone goes back to school and work and uni and that kind of thing i feel like the next few months they go by so quickly like like a flash like it's been and gone like it will be 2024 before we know it and 2024 i feel like sounds way older than 2023 like 2023 i feel like it's the same with ages as well like i feel like 24 feels so much older than 23 but then i also feel like 23 seems so much older than 22 and i'm 22 at the moment so for like 22 you're one year off like 21 like you're only 21 last year but 23 you're two wait two years away from 25 so there we go anyway um i feel like that's enough of me talking about life for now um i really hope you enjoyed today's episode just want to say a huge thank you again to red post question for sponsoring today's podcast again any autumn winter needs 
head to their website. Um, but anyway, I really hope you enjoyed hearing about the Dog and Duck show, the um, Stella McCartney show that I went to, and also lots of stuff about Ruby. I feel like Ruby's been the star of this podcast. Like, she has been the star of the um, my latest YouTube video. So if you haven't seen that, go and check it out, please. I'm going to be that YouTuber podcaster that, like, promotes their stuff, but you've got to do it every now and again. <laughs> like, it's kind of my job. I feel bad doing it, but there we go. Um, but anyway, yeah, thanks for watching or listening, and I'll see you all next time. Bye!